Hare Krishna. Okay, we're, we're going back because I'm just beginning this pastime. So there's newer, newer and newer realizations. Reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 10, Chapter 46, Text 2. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Tamaha Bhagavan Prashtam Bhaktams Ekan Dukim Kwachit Grihitva Paninam Panim Kapanarta Haro Hari The Supreme Lord Hari, who relieves the distress of all who are surrendered to him, once took the hand of his fully devoted dear most friend. Buddha and addressed him as follows Om Ajnana Timurandasya Gananjana Shalakaya Chaksur Unmulatam Yena Tasmai Sri Gurave Namaha Sri Chaitanya Mano Bhishnam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamayam Dadati Swapadantikam Vanchakalpa Turubhyascha, Kripa Sindhu Vahevacha, Patitanam Pavanebhyo, Vaishnavebhyo Namo Nama, Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda, Siyadvaita Gadadhar Srivasade Gaur Bhaktivrinda. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Anyway, before I get into the pastime, you know, for my writing, I read certain authors, intellectuals that I feel. So I read one article called, I Don't Want American Kids. (laughs) (laughs) And what it was, is not that parents didn't want their kids in America, there's an, there's an increasing trend that they don't want them American. And it, it was very interesting. It described that there, there used to be in America 206 dual language schools. Now <laughs> there are over 2,000. And, 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 you know, a, a Jewish family puts their kids in a Japanese immersion, you know, and there's all this phenomena. And this person was investigating trying to figure it out is because the American culture has become so infused with um, values that are not healthy for the kids, like distrust of authority, distrust of the parents, you know, and, and, they just want their kid, you know, so proud that my kid has learned Greek and Latin by the, t- by the time he's in the third degree, you know. And it's a fact that la- languages gradually represent the culture. I read there was this 
book many, many years ago. It was called The Clockwork Orange. And there was an author called uh, Anthony Burgess. And he lived in America for a while. And he was surprised at the prevalence of slang. Because what slang is, is what slang is, is that it, it far out. Is far out like great? Is it bad? <laughs> is it cool? <laughs> is it weird? Language is precise because the, 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 the emblem of culture is communication. There's three aspects. What a culture is supposed to do is help you to communicate better, help you to relate better, and help you to learn better. And gradually, gradually, you know, the, the American culture is and language is losing that. And it, and it results in, in, in so many kids on, you know, antidepressants and this kind of thing and that. And they also said that it used to be in America that if, if someone's parents didn't speak English at home, they had a great disadvantage in the world. Now, immigrant families who don't speak English at home, their children are doing much better <laughs> because within their language. And, uh, and you know, in one sense, that's why I, it, it's also becoming degraded why I appreciate coming to, appreciate coming to Columbia. Uh, you know, uh, one friend of mine told me about the Catholic church. It said, no institution saved as many people, no institution killed as many people, no institution had as many saints, no institution had as many sinners, no institution had as many celibates, no, has, no institution, what it meant is that when something's big, <laughs> it has everything. But the fact of the matter is, I can see in the country that somehow or other, the institution carried certain values that kept things like family strong and tradition and some kind of tradition strong, which has those values of respect, et cetera. And without kind of some kind of reference to tradition, et cetera, something, <laughs> then what happens is it, it is nothing to restrict one's carnal desires. So it was just an interesting, um, and, and the fact that never before has there been so many people leaving America. So just an interesting phenomenon of, of, of degradation of culture and how it affects children. So now the story at hand, um, so we have this personality, Uddhava, and Krishna has to pick. Krishna has to pick someone for the most confidential service. Because the first part of the service is you have to realize Krishna's heart. And this is the whole premise of bhakti, is no one shares their heart unless they trust someone else. And the trust of the trust is the person's service. So, because when you give your heart to someone, they can do one of two things. I mentioned this many times better than anybody else. 
they can exploit you or they can serve you. So, um, so this is really confidential. And the more confidential something is, the more difficult it is for people to understand because it's connected with your, the frame of reference is your own deep feelings. So you, especially confidential things, if you put out there, they can be so easily misunderstood and you could be so exploited, or even if it's, it's not exploited, people can misunderstand. So who's he gonna give this to? And not only that, the person has to be very, he has to have incredible qualities, not just devotion, but he has to be mantri, he has to be able to advise, he has to be to counsel people, to understand, to conceptualize, to communicate. And, and it's very difficult to negotiate because all these people are in such in deep separation from Krishna. So how to carefully present things without making them more upset, how to get the message. So he, here he picks that person. And the other thing that's going to be very interesting in this story is because he picked the person who was a sucker, he was a friend, he was, he was most beloved, but because he picked someone who was the most respected in all that dynasty as, as Parama Uttama, the most intelligent person and the most learned because he was the disciple of Brihaspati. He was the, the disciple of Brihaspati and he had all these qualities, then he is the perfect person to go into Vrindavan to do one thing. One, to have the depth of understanding in his heart and the abilities to counsel and communicate and the ability to actually, Christopher, trust him with this message, which is, it says, he said, it, it, there's many messages because you can give Gyan, you know, you're not the body and you can give so many other things. You can, But this is not just Bhakti. This is the most, he can only relieve him with someone who can actually share. He can only relieve, relieve him with someone who can only share the depth of his heart. So for Uddhava to go there, he, he, he's able to accomplish the mission of, of, of not only communicating Krishna's message, but um, he's able to bring that message back because devotees are not in uh, envious. So when, when they find someone who's worshiping Krishna even more than them, it just enhances their appreciation of Krishna. So they're not, they're not envious. But what it does also is it, it highlights this incredible love of the gopis. It's not gonna work somehow. Can we just put up some barrier here? That's not, didn't they used to have a, a wood thing here yeah. on one side? And then we can just put chairs on the other side.
Go, 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 let's not make it complicated. Where is it? Just get it and put it up. Okay. Okay. And then see if you can get another chair here. And we'll, we'll just make a barrier for these dogs. Okay. Okay. What are you going to sit on? Is it one more? Okay. Yeah, I'm giving it out. And they're training new dogs and they're not well trained. What? Uh, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> not at all. They are in process. Yeah. Okay. So the contrast is so necessary too, because what the Bhagavatam wants to show is the is Krishna's love and to show it at its height. So the best way to show it as height is you take someone who's so exalted and he's still not at that level. And someone who can be humble enough to also and love Krishna enough to not be in this game that I'm not satisfied unless I'm supreme. So you can appreciate that. So, and then here, I mentioned also, this is called Rasika Shastra. So all this is explaining really the deepest love in every way. So, and then it describes, and you know, the love is coming here because this is Sukadeva Goswami. So he's explaining, he's describing Krishna as one who, Arti Hara Hari. Prapana, arti, harahari, of one who takes away the anxiety of those who are surrendered. Who take, and why is that? And we explained that before, why is that? Because there's no anxiety in reality. There's no anxiety in reality. And what is the reality? The reality is we're servants of Krishna and everything. And by doing that, there's no problems. We're protected. We're eternal. We're maintained. And we have the ultimate shelter. And what is the ultimate shelter? The ultimate shelter is where your heart can be satisfied. And where is your heart going to be satisfied? Where you have a perfect object of love. And a perfect op object of love has to be eternal. And it has to be dear. So it's such a difficult thing. But if we can flip that switch, then it's all gone. If we can flip that switch, then all the drama is gone. We just accept that we're part of God and he's the shelter. He's where we're going to fulfill our, our real essence. He is the water. We're the fish. <laughs> the fish is out of water. It's so much anxiety, but there's a simple solution. Be a fish. <laughs> so, and then Krishna takes the hand of who? A kantinam bhakta, 
Krishnam, the most dear, and he takes the hand. This means he he he's he's understand that this is such an important mission. So what is Krishna? I, I was speaking to Vaisheshika Prabhu yesterday, wonderful devotee, and he wants to write many books, and I was sharing with him some ideas, and I said, There's a book I always want to write. But I never wrote it, so you can write it. <laughs> I gave him two things that I always wanted to write, but I, I'd rather someone else write it. And one is called The Mind of God, because the Bhagavatam demonstrates what is the mind of God. So here is also the mind of God, affectionately taking the hand of his devotee, who's a kanti come. Eka means one-minded. There's nothing else. There's nothing else in his consciousness. Uddhava. And this is a very hard thing for the conditioned soul to accept. <laughs> that we're not the supreme enjoyer. We're not the supreme. That, that there's something higher than us. And if we have difficulty accepting it, just look at people that we respect. and people we don't respect. People who respect accept that there's something higher than I meant than their own opinions and desires. They follow something rather than their impulses that, that are a reflection of the false ego, this desire to control and to enjoy. And they accept something and they live their life by that. Some ideals. And that's another reason why I think in the modern world, things get so screwy. Because there's a philosophy that, that, that is a philosophy that uh, there's no truth. There's no distinctions, there's no reality. Except myself. And we don't like those type of people. <laughs> We like people who follow ideals that have character. So then, and he's Bhagavan Prashtam. He's most dear to Bhagavan. Kachodava Brajam Somya, Pitra now Pritam Abaha. Opinam mad vyogyadim matsandeshir vimochita. This is called, again, Rasika Shastra, because everything about it is very, very deep devotion. And, 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 and you read the Sanskrit because the, the language has such a feeling. So he's, Krishna is saying, He's saying to Uddhava Rajam Somya, oh gentle one, oh gentle one, Uddhava. And Uddhava means a person who's the embodiment of a festival of joy. A one who's the embodiment of a festival of joy, then 
to my parents and, 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 and carry to my parents. Sandeshai, carry these messages to my parents who are the yoga, Adim. They have the mental pain caused by separation. And what should you do? Pritam, now, Pitro, Pritam, give Priti, give some happiness, give some satisfaction to my parents who are suffering in separation and give them my message. This is also the mind of God, the mind of God. And we don't understand this. He's looking in all our hearts and figuring out how to make us happy. The whole law of karma is trying to make us happy. Parent punishes his child. If he loves the child, he's to make him happy. He just has to do it in the right way. The parent says, I love you so much that I'm not going to let you be a nonsense. And if it's done in the right way, when the child grows up, he has a lot of respect. They may fight. One parent here told me, you know, because they don't like their child so much on, on social media all the time. And they don't let the child go out every evening. She said, I think, I think my daughter hates me. I said, no, she loves you. She loves you. She loves you. And I just thought even my own father, he had some parameters some parameters tell me this is nonsense you don't need this etc but the result is when i when i grow older there's so much more respect there's so much more respect so anman masakshamat prana mat arte takta daihika mameva daitam preshtam Atmanam manasagata yetakta lokadharmascha madarte tadibhamaham. So the minds of these gopis are always absorbed in me. So in one sense you could say, why are they not going? Why don't they all come here? You know, why don't they all come here? But so they're, they're always absorbed in me. They've already, basically speaking, the separation from God on every single platform, material and spiritual, the separation of God is only a matter of consciousness. If, you, if your consciousness is there, you're with God. You can't localize God to a material and put him under time and space. In terms of where God is in this destination, he's everywhere. And he appears where people have love. Someone gave this, 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 this I, I was reading someplace of the, the arrogance of people who deny God because God won't appear to them as if 
they have this kind of power and control and the absolute truth our relationship the absolute truth is seva the absolute truth only comes for seva he doesn't come to be exploited by someone so that's our consciousness and their very lives are devoted ever devoted to me for my sake, they have abandoned everything related to their bodies, renouncing ordinary happiness in this life, as well as religious duties necessary for such happiness. And Krishna says, there's no way I can repay them. Because they gave up everything for me. They even gave up their good karma. It's easy to give up your bad karma, but try to give up your good karma. Mm -hmm. And what's the good karma? They had families and it was intact. And they had reputations and they were chased and they, they gave up everything for Krishna. And Krishna is a person. And the supremacy of a person is their ability to love. And when you love someone, you are under their desires. When you love someone, their desires rule you. So if we think that Krishna is the powerful supreme personality of Godhead and, and, he, and he's not affected by love, we don't appreciate that in people. If we give our lives and give, and there's no reciprocation, no, we don't appreciate that. God is not impersonal. Because he's not impersonal, he's controlled by love. So he, he's really, he said, they've given up everything for me. They've sacrificed everything for me. Therefore, you know, I, I, I alone am their dear most beloved, indeed their very self. I personally sustain such devotees who for my sake give up worldly duties. So here's the image. The image is that God's a person and he loves everyone and wants the best for everyone. I am equal to everyone, but for my devotees, I am in them. I, I had one relative, an uncle, and even in that age, he had a PhD from Cornell and he was a teacher and he was very altruistic. He would help everyone, but he also treated his daughter equally. <laughs> he didn't specially give to his daughter. <laughs> so Krishna's like that, he helps everyone but he doesn't have the defect of impersonality. So now here's God is expressing. And, and this is, again, this is to show us and, and convince us that what is our actual swarta? They do not know swarta that their self 
interest or value is Vishnu. And it's going to be discussed here. There's nothing more important. There's not, nothing more important than our soul. And Krishna is the soul of our soul. It's our self-interest. So why won't he help his most exalted devotees? Maita preyasam preshte duraste gokulastriya parantyo nigamuyanti rahotantya vivala. So we were discussing, I was teaching these, um, these devotees here. They were in theater. And uh, so I was teaching them the, the waves of devotion. And what the waves of devotion shows it shows that Krishna is a connoisseur of love because God is a supreme enjoyer. And what type of love does he enjoy? He, he enjoys love that's at its height. And love that's at its height has various emotional components that bring a particular affection to its height. So it goes something like this. It's like Dorita for Radhasri wanted to cook sweet rice. So I said, what is the ratio of rice to milk? She said eight to one. I said, no, it's not eight to one. You go look at it. I think it's 16 to one or 20 to one. Otherwise, you just get rice based. So a connoisseur of food appreciates things when they're done properly. So Jiva Goswami gave that example of sweet rice that the milk should not be cooked too much. Otherwise, it's rice paste. It shouldn't be cooked too little. Otherwise, it's rice floating in milk. It shouldn't be too much sugar. Otherwise, it, it's, it shouldn't be too little sugar. Rice shouldn't be too cooked. It shouldn't be too mushy. Spices, this saffron should be, you know, a particular yellow, you know, cardamom. So if that's there, it, it becomes relishable by someone who can enjoy it. Food and, and it's not a bad quality. You need cultured people who maintain standards that appreciate things because things that are done well have the most effect on the consciousness, on the emotions, on the culture of society. So I told him, no, I said, you, you get the recipe. Because right where I lived upstate New York. Holiday Vidyabhushana, the 
assistant of Satsarup Maharaj was his sweet rice was it's just it's another level. So when I come here and they say this is sweet rice and it's rice paste, I don't. But Krishna is the connoisseur of love, and love has different components. So those of you may have heard it, but I'll explain these five. First, it's the basic cause of love. And the basic cause of love has two components. Cause of love has two components. One is the basic cause. It's called the lumban. And the lumban has two divisions. There must be the object and subject of love. For example, if it's, if it's conjugal love, there must be the woman who's young and the, and the, and the boy who's not a child. <laughs> it must be. And if it's parents, then, then the object of love is a child. Right? What would I say? If it's conscious, the object of love is Krishna. But at what age? Between 11 and 15. It's not Krishna at five. And, and who's the subject of love? It's the gopis. And, and that. And then if there's parental love, then the object of love must be a child. And, and, and the subject of love must be the parents and, and the elders. And, and it gets very, very technical because... It describes all the qualities of Krishna, etc., and his age and his body and so many things. So that's the basic cause of, of, of affection. If you read in the Shastra, if there's a relationship with Krishna, the basic, the cause, the basic cause is the appropriate object of love, which is Krishna, particular age that demonstrates particular qualities, and the subject of love. And then under the cause of love, there must be the excitement cause, like a match that lights it. So there must be Krishna's flute or, or, or something. Or, or So that's the basic cause. That, that's the cause of love is Vibhav. But then there must be Anubhav. There must be actions of love. And each relationship has different actions. If it's the conjugal relationship with Krishna, Madhurya Ras, there's sidelong glances. The parents don't give sidelong glances to their kids. So that's the appropriate actions of love. Or the, the one who's the servant of Krishna pays obeisances. But the parent doesn't go to their baby child and start sharing prayers of reverence and then pay obeisances. So there's different actions. And then sattvikabhav means there must be love that's so powerful that it invokes involuntary physical reactions that tears come and hairs stand on end. And then there must be yabhicharibhav, which means born from that love, there must be so many transitory emotions. Like, like, like when Uddhava comes into Vrindavan, and Vrindavan is completely overwhelmed with separation. But the Leela Shakti, the potency of Krishna that organizes the Leela, also wants Uddhava to see the joy that's also in Vrindavan, although there's not manifest there. So when he comes in Vrindavan, Yogamaya covers all the distress 
and you see these images of, of the cows and people calling the cows and the joy and the jubilation. And so these are all Vyabhachari Bhavs that express, but, 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 but the other thing, when, when, they're, when, when they're in separation, then there's disappointment and, and near death and anxiety and fear, but everything turns to love. So every verse is like that. So he, he said, for, for Uddhava, for these women of Gokul, I am the most cherished, the, the Preshta, the, the, I am the Prayasa Preshta, of all objects of endearment, I am the most dear. And then it says, in separation, what happens to them? They become stunned. So what's that? That's sattvika bhav. They just become like frozen. Just like when, when, when Krishna left Vrindavan and the gopis followed him, all of a sudden they became so overwhelmed with emotion that they became stunned. They couldn't move. And then, and when they remember me, it was so far away, this vivala, they become overwhelmed with okonkya, anxiety. So what is this? He's just describing how they, they, their minds are in me, their thoughts are in me, they give everything up to me, they're filled with emotion with me, they remember me, I am the priyasam, I'm the most object of love, and they're stunned in separation, they're overwhelmed with anxiety. So what are we seeing here? We're seeing here the highest love. And how are they living? Because in that stage of the highest love, in that stage of the highest love, when God is your life, without God, there's no life. So you would prefer to be dead. But because you love Krishna so much, you don't want to hurt him. <laughs> you prefer that let me leave this world. But because you love Krishna, you won't cause him that pain. And that's also one of the emotions. I wish I was dead. <laughs> Out of love for Krishna. And what's described, it's, it's beyond duality. Because it's all the highest love. It's all the highest love. So somehow it's all ecstasy. So... <clears throat> So how are they living? Well, how? Ati Pratrena. Ati means very extreme difficulty. Dariyanti. They're holding on to their lives with extreme difficulty. That's how they're holding on to their lives. If they're just so in separation from Krishna, I want to die die i want to die but let me hold on to my life because krishna will be in anxiety if i leave it's so difficult i'd rather leave but let me hold on to my life and praya praya pranam how great difficulty 
they barely hold on to their lives. So this is trying to give us, an, this is trying to give us an image that there is an ultimate reality. There's an ultimate reality with the highest love. And this is what it means. This is what it means. That in separation from your ob object of love, with great difficulty, you're holding on to your life with a thread. The thread, and what's the thread? What's the thread? Prati Agama Sandesh. Because I told them I'll return. I gave them a little bit of hope. And this and and and, and who is doing this? Matatmaka. These people that are fully dedicated to me. And basically, if you want to bring it to a philosophical platform, it's the ultimate reality. They have universal love, the ultimate reality. Now, this is Sukadeva Goswami. And now let's hear Sukadeva Goswami's. He's describing it. Thus addressed, O King, Uddhava respectfully accepted his master's message, mounted his chariot, and set off for Gokul. So this is also Baba. But what's the bhava? What's the relationship that Uddhava has? His relationship is very special. Uddhava's relationship is called Parishad. He's a servant because outside of Vrindavan, Krishna manifests his majesty. So the intimacy is not full because there's a conception of his divinity. So there's no equality. Friendship is equality. So when Ram and his friends are having a race, the friends compete with him, but then they let Ram win. <laughs> because Krishna's friends, they try to defeat Krishna. Because there's a sense of equality in that type of love, it's pure friendship. So outside of Vrindavan, there's some kind of divinity, but what is this divinity? But Uddhava is a friend, but it's also Gaurava Priti. Uh, no, uh, it, it's, he's, He's a confidant. He's very close. He's not exactly a friend, but it's kind of the 
you have a, a, a close advisor and, and there's not as much reverence. So this is Uddhava's position. So he has that sense of, of my master and, and the Anubhav in relationship with a superior is to carry out the order and the service. That's your bhav. You, you wait like this and your greatest joy, right? If Prabhupada calls someone, gives him a mission. I remember in Prabhupada's last days, he was in, Prabhupada in his last days, he was in Vrindavan, and then he, in the end, he said, take me to Govardhan. Take me to Govardhan. And he asked some devotees to go get bullock carts. So, you know, they, they, they took the order. You, you know what I'm saying? So it says here, Sandesh, Pritya, they're taking the order of who? Bartu, of his master. How? Advrita, respectfully. In relationship between a superior and a junior, the flavor of love, because Krishna, variety is the spice of life, so Krishna is enjoying all types of love. There's different flavors of love. So the fifth bhava is the, this flavor of love that doesn't change in any relationship. So for friendship, it's equality. For parental love, it's mercy. It's mercy. That's the flavor of love, mercy. Right? It's mercy. Stai Bob means this, that you, you have every relationship has a flavor of love and it's different. Like the flavor with a friendship is this equality, but the flavor with like, if you're a parent, what's the flavor of your love? It's not equality, it's mercy, anubraha, affection. So the affection goes down, the affection goes down and the respect goes up because to the superior, it's called prabhutigan understanding of, 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 of their superiority is the flavor. And therefore there's prayers. There's prayers like of, of greatness. So Krishna is enjoying all these different flavors of love. So here there's, there's also rasa that Sandeshai, Sandesham, the message, Bartu, respectfully, and then doing it immediately. Not like when my mother asked me to take out the garbage. I had one short by Vishakti. So I was supposed to take out the garbage. And when my mother said, take out the garbage, I said, I will, I will. Yeah. <laughs> then later she would come an hour or two hours to take out the, I'm doing it, I'm gonna do it, <laughs> you know? 
and that then never happens. <laughs> three hours later, you know, would you take out, you know, and then finally, finally you hear Wally to call my father. <laughs> Wally, take <laughs> trouble. You know, that's, that's not culture. That's not, you know, the, the real love, right? The real love is when you get that order. The exception of love is, you know, yes, I will do it. I will do it. And it's, 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 a, it's a love. It's not just begrudging. It's actually a love. And the person appreciates the love. And in, I was explaining in the beginning, it's almost it's almost the education in America is to teach disrespect for the parents. You know, they're not that important. You don't really have to listen to them. We actually know better. That's what's happening. It's not the same. And what it does, it deprives one, it deprives the children of that love and affection in the heart, which is so, so nice when you do have those relationships with parents. I mean, one time there was one hardcore guy and he was a real rebel, right? He was a real rebel. Anyway, he was developing a relationship with me as his teacher. So he was kind of, I had a room and there was a door in between my room and his room. And then at night, I hear a knock on the door and he opens the door and he's on his knees and he says, may I take rest? And I look at him. This is so uncharacteristic. He said, I never had this before. I want to try this. <laughs> I want to try this kind of flavor of love. You don't grow up with that. You know, they say it, it, it's, it's the respect, right? And, and, and I always tell this story and people laugh with his, you know, my father was a little formal, a little bit formal, but he was a father. Right? So he'd be sitting in his chair in his living room and the stairs from the bedrooms go downstairs. And I was a little naughty. So I, I would say to him, his name was Walter, right? And he was a master mason so that they even have the title worshipful Walter Winokur, you know, it was like, and I would walk down the stairs and say, how you doing, Wally? And he would look at me and he would say, I'm not your friend, I'm your father. And then I would say, okay, Wally, and then run away. <laughs> <laughs> but there was this, this, this is nourishing this is nourishing this is fills people with love when they have proper respect for adults and the, and the present culture in America is destroying we're destroying people's hearts by not having the proper values, the proper respect, the proper relationships. One thing about Krishna Leela that's so powerful is it shows you what love is and it should be reflected in this world. If we want to have healthy 
parts. We have to have the proper relationships and, and, and cultures used to maintain those relationships. So people's hearts can be nourished in many ways. I used to have the service after Prabhupada disappeared of going to the senior Vaishnavas in Vrindavan, going to and inviting them to Prabhupada's disappearance day. So I went and I, 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 I went to senior Imar to invite him. And anyway, he was very humble. I said, you know, he said, what will I say? I said, well, you know, Prabhupada lived with you. You knew Prabhupada. He said, I didn't know Prabhupada. How do you say I know Prabhupada? So it's like when you go before the deities, if you're just joking with your friends, do you know Krishna? I didn't know who Prabhupada was. I said, well, why don't you just explain the qualities you saw in Prabhupada then that you that indicate what he would become in the future? And he said, the ability to relate. He said, when Prabhupada was with a child, he can be so affectionate. When he was with friends, he can be so, you know, and he, when he was with senior, he can be so respectful. That's what a cultured person is. A cultured person knows how to relate and a proper society teaches them how to do that. And therefore the person is cultured and, and they, know how to, they know how to communicate and therefore they can learn. I know Tamal Krishnamarj when he went to the university, when Tamal Krishnamarj went to the university, he was a very powerful person, very powerful person. When he went to the university to study, he would carry his teacher's books to the next room. Because <laughs> he learned that in Krishna consciousness. So, Anyway, I'm here in Colombia where there's still some remnants. There's still some remnants of the culture left. Even yesterday, it's amazing. Near the ashram here, there's this place called the juicery. And the people that are here, they're crazy for the juicery. And they're friends with us. They're kind of people connected with the ashram. The best cold pressed juice in the world, fresh fruits from Colombia, and the cacao, cashew milk, you know, whatever the things they make. So they go over there, the people that are here, they always go over there. It's like people like to go out. So they go over there and they met a couple. And the couple was so interested and then they came here and they met me. Husband and wife, they're both architects. Just, I don't know, where, where did these people come from? They're just so loving, so respectful. So their minds are so balanced. They love their mothers and fathers. They have no problems at home. It's like, where? And they're picking me up today. They're picking me up today to show me their, their land. They have land about 15 minutes from here. They'll come at 145 here. They never mentioned Shamsundri and, and Trigo Govinda. And they'll show them our land. 
anyway, I'm a patriot. I love America, but I have to call a spade a spade. The culture, you know, the respect, the values. Okay. Wow. I went one minute over. Jamuna Jaya, why don't you usually share something with everyone here? Hi, everyone. Hi. Thank you for class, Maharaj. Um, I really appreciated, first of all, um, the name of Uddhava being the embodiment of the Festival of Joy. I'd never heard that. So that, that was really wonderful. But I really like the point, and I never thought about it, that the people that we respect are people who look up to something, that have some sort of values, that understand there's something higher than themselves. And when I was thinking about it, I never... I know there are people I respect. I never thought that that is really what attracts me to them. So thank you for pointing out that point. And one more thing, I always think the um, the pastime of you with your dad coming down the steps is eternal because I never I never tire of hearing it. <laughs> I love that pastime so well, much. You never get thank tired. Thank you. Okay. Well, Maraj. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Now I just I always love that that pastime of see you, Wally. <laughs> I just can imagine it. I just, I, I never tire of hearing about it. I know. That's why I tell it again. Okay. Thank you, Mariah. Anybody else say hello to our people here? One of me. Hi, Krishna, everybody. You don't know me, but hi, Krishna, Mariah. That's the mysterious yeah. Akashwani. <laughs> the yeah. voice from the sky. Yeah, we're going to say Akash today, too. But, Maharaj, I just wanted to appreciate, you know, so much the way you broke down the five elements of a relationship, you know, and how you compared it to sweet rice. And actually, you gave me a deeper realization today, too, of the, um, I think it's the, alumbana aspect where yeah. you know a relationship because it always struck me that you know you know it just seems so obvious that of, of course a relationship requires yes. the participants of a relationship you know yeah a relationship requires a, is participants so that seems so obvious but today when you said well you know you can't have a person of one mood you know a subject of one mood and the object of another mood you know that won't work you know right so that was nice but you know, one one thing I wanted to ask you is that you know the gopis, they were so you know, their their heart was aching so much for Krishna, yeah. you know, and and you know, they Krishna told them I'll be back, you know, but when it got too much, I mean, how much he was going for what 125 years, like how how come he they didn't just break down and just go, and get them themselves. I mean, you know, when it's just too much, you just can't abide by, you know, what a person says, you know, especially them. They weren't just listening to what Krishna was saying. Um, it's just such an inappropriate place for them. It's like Nandamaraj. Why didn't Nandamaraj go back? It was just, well, there's also the Leela Shakti, but it, it's such an inappropriate place because... Maharaj, these people, they went to the forest in the dead of night, and they were married. 
and they they you know defied all moral codes you know so i mean krishna was in dwarka it was hundreds and hundreds of miles away mm. okay and, uh, that's another one we'll just meditate on <laughs> okay one or two more people want to say hello Hare Krishna Gumaraj, Tota Gopinath here, and Hari Bol to Sham Ashram. Hari Bol. Okay, anybody else? Hare Krishna Maharaj. Hello, everybody. Hola. Okay, thank you, Isabel. Anybody else? Hare Krishna Gurudev, thanks for the class. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna everyone. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hello. Okay, great. Hari Bol. Thank you, Mars. Thank, Thank you very much. Anybody else? Hare Krishna Garage. Hare Krishna, everybody at the Shamashram. Hare Bol. Yeah. Actually, when I get back, as soon as I get back, Lal will have cooked lunch for me. He's a very expert cook, very expert at deity worship, and he's a ladies' hairstylist, too. <laughs> That's what he does. He's also the, he's also the barber to the pure devotees. <laughs> okay, anybody else? Hare Krishna Maharaj, this is Hemala Tarada. Shankishor Das, Haribol. Hola, Shankishor. Haribol. Okay, great to see you. Okay, you're back in Argentina now? Yes, Maharaj, we just arrived home yesterday night. Oh, how was your stay in the Bhakti Center? It was wonderful, Maharaj, really lovely. Okay, okay, good. We'll talk about that. Anybody else? Hi, Krishna Maharaj. Hey, Shri Rupa, hi, Bo. Hi, Bo, missing you and all the devotees there. Missing you. <laughs> okay. The devotees here say they miss you too, Sri Rupa. Anybody else? Hey, Jayanta from Vrindavan. Uh, anyway, can't, you're not. Hi, Bo, Jayanta. <laughs> He's in Vrindavan now. Okay, anybody else? Hare Krishna Maharaj, thank you for the class. Okay, this is this is also Shana from Moscow. I can't. There's a Shana here. How do you pronounce your name again? Pronounce your name for everybody. My name is Ksenia. <laughs> uh, okay, she's from Moscow. Okay, thank you for coming. We'll see you in Kartik. Okay. Yes, Maharaj. Okay. Anybody else? Okay, we will end there. Fun today. Manchakalpa Turubyascha.